the, the title, you guys know how, you know how I love titles. But uh, you know the movie The Secret? Christians get all freaked out about that, right? I go, where do you think they got the name? <clears throat> they got it from Scripture where it says, The Secret, few it's been given to see the Mysterion. We'll show you that. Uh, Mark 4.11, he said to them, To you has been given to know the mystery, or the Mysterion, a mystery or secret doctrine of the kingdom of God. Now, what's fascinating to me is I've, I've seen people in church for 30 years and they don't know the secret of the kingdom of God. Don't you want to know the secret of the kingdom of God? Because Jesus goes, to you it's been given to know. But for those who don't have ears to hear, they won't get it. What are they going to do? They're going to busy themselves with religious works. I read the Bible more, I pray more, I fast more, I do this more, I do this more, I do this more. Doesn't that exhaust you? <laughs> And, you know, when I, when, I, when I got, quote, unquote, saved, I remember Barbara and I were like, God, it was so much easier unsaved. We just lived life, and it worked, man. And now we got all these rules, et cetera. We, well, we, guess what? We, we fell into religion, and everybody knows the secret of the kingdom of God in their hearts. They just get distracted by religious teaching, et cetera. And so I just want to share with you, I really think, as we've been talking about, people want a couple things. They want to live with no financial concern. Isn't that true? They don't want to live with financial anxiety, right? The other thing is they don't want to, they don't want to fear sickness, disease, everything else. Is that fair? And most importantly, they need to know they're perfectly loved and valuable in relationship. Is that's what the, and so we're teaching on this, is this works in any area of your life. It's really fascinating because it's the secret of the kingdom. And so I'm just going to go through this and try and make it ridiculously simple for you because it's not hard. All you fathers, uh, grandparents, mothers, I don't think you would ever make it this hard for your kids as religions made it for us. Would you? Jumping through all these religious hoops and, and going, you got to do this more and do that more. Man, man that's a recipe for just, oh, that's not, there's no rest in that, in my opinion. When he's talking about entering into the rest, that means you don't have to do any work to get the full benefits of the kingdom. You're complete right now, so you start from there. Does that make sense? It doesn't mean we don't go to work. He, he, the work's a blessing. Doing things is a blessing to go serve, to go serve people. So it's not, I'm just going to uh, not do anything. He's going to give you a desire of your heart. And then he's, as we'll talk about that in Psalm 37, 4, he's, he's going to place a desire in there. And then he goes, commit it to me, trust in me, and I will do it. And we'll talk about how this all works spiritually. Is that fair? Because once you get it, man, you're going to go, God, I, this actually makes sense, I think. At least I do. I go, God, this makes sense. So anyway, Mark 4.11, he said to them, to you has been given to know. Know means knowledge, be intimate, have this intimacy with the secret of the kingdom of God, the mysterion. And, the, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? You get the whole deal. This is the parable of the sower. We've been going over this. You guys understand that. For all you guys online, sorry, I just jumped to this. But the parable of the sower says the sower sows the word. The sower is actually God. And the word is who? Jesus himself. And he scatters seed everywhere. See, we were, we were, we were taught this, the, the parable is this, is uh, we're the sower, and we go share Bible verses with people and try to get them in. Drive them nuts. <laughs> drive them nuts. And drive them nuts. Anyway, that's kind of, yeah, that's actually true. So, uh, but no, it says the sower sows the word. And Jesus says, I am the word. And so he's in and through everything. That's fascinating, because if you keep going in the parables, he goes, it's like the, it's like the yeast in a loaf of bread, it saturates and fulfills everything, right? You can't separate it out. And the wheat and the tares, everything. So the whole idea is, is if you understand this, you know everything about it's all, it's all spiritual. It's interior. Because the Jews were waiting for Jesus to come back and establish this kick-butt kingdom that they're going to go finally go show the Romans who's boss. And, and Christians are still waiting for that. And uh, 
Jesus was always about now. The kingdom of God is now. The hour has come. The kingdom of heaven was within you. It's in your midst. So he's, everything's now and we can experience it now. They were missing it because they were looking for external. And he goes, the kingdom of God's in your midst. Where two or three are gathered, where is he? In the midst. If one's gathered, where is he? In the midst. In you, right? I think we get mixed. And so here's what you need to understand, guys. Uh, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, we just showed you that. They're all three separate, but they're also one. Right? They all have their own personality. They don't lose their individuality. They all, just like a husband and wife, Barb and I are one, but we're still different people. So we're in this, this relationship. We've really become one, but there's different relationships. So you don't lose your identity. Does that make sense? And then Jesus says, he goes, if you've seen me, you've seen what? All of us, the fullness of God in a body. I came in the incarnation. I came in a, as a human being. But if you've seen me, you've seen the Father, you've seen the Holy Spirit. And then Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you orphaned. What's he going to do? I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Now, does the Holy Spirit represent the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit? Yes, it's just spiritually. It's not in a body. So the creator of the universe, everything God is, where is he? In you. Man, when you get that. So everything that you're ever going to need is within you. It's in your heart and minds. It's, you're, it's available 24-7. You can meet him face-to-face, as we've been talking about, anytime. Does that make sense? Because you were the temple that the whole... That, that the old covenant types and shadows, it was you he was talking about. He's made, a, he's made many mansions. Where are all the many mansions that he made? You're looking at them, right? I like to think how we were taught, like, God, I'm going to have this place in Manhattan and own the Yankees, and I'm going to take bad in practice with Aaron Judge and kill him. So that's the mansion he's making for me. <laughs> nice to dream. So, uh, but the mansion he's talking about is you. I go to prepare a place for you, many mansions, many abodes, literally. It's you. He goes, I'm preparing a place, so I'm going to come dwell in you. That's the whole idea of Christmas. So um, you're not going to need the, the mansion in Manhattan, but we'll still do it because it'll be fun. Anyway, you guys getting this? So if you have the creator of the universe in you, there's nothing lacking. Everything that he is, all the creative ability, all the healing power, uh, everything he is and Jesus is, all the love is in you. It's in you. And we busy ourselves with the stuff outside. Right? So it all comes down to in here. And I'm going to try to show you over and over in Scripture and try to make this really easy. So it says to them, don't you understand this parable? How will you understand any parable? The sower sows the word. The father sowed Jesus. Now it also, then he explains how this all works. But these are the ones sown on the good ground, those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. So what happened? They heard something, and yes, I'm, I'm one with that. I believe that, right? If, so once you believe something in your heart, what happens? 30, 60, 100 fold. The belief itself is what produced it. Does that make sense? And in some of the other parables, he goes, don't you know, hey, your heart is the soil. He's given you physical things so you can understand the spiritual things. Because how do you, how do you understand God otherwise? How do you understand a, a spirit? How do you understand? It's, it's, but he's given us, he says, all nature, all creation speaks of him. So when you look at nature, you can see how he works. It's really not that hard. So he goes, those who hear the word and plant it in there, uh, it produces some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Now, if you just got 30 times more health, is that a lot? Yeah, it's a lot, right? A lot of lives are going, oh, Lord, please bless me. He goes, no, don't you get it? It's supernatural. It's, th- it's multiplication. It's, it's wild. So you keep going in Mark 4, uh, 26, he says, and he said, the kingdom of God is if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should see, oh, oh see, this is one too. I, I shared you with Robert Capon, um, Kingdom, Grace, Judgment, that book, if you want to learn read all the parables. It's really fascinating to me. 
But uh, here's, what, here's what we, because we're so busy, we want to do stuff. Um, we do this. You got to sow the word, and then what do you need to do? Water it, till it, manage it, whatever. That's not how they did it back then. What did they do back then? Flung seed. In fact, the people who did the least to the seed, it produced more. So don't get into this, yeah, you got to water it and all. No, 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 no. You're missing the whole point. Your heart and whatever's planted in it has the power in itself to produce. There's no watering and all that kind of nonsense. Does that make sense? He's trying to tell you the seeds were just scattered and the ones that fell on good ground, basically you being able to, yeah, okay. I'm one, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll homologio that. I'll confess that, Lord. I'll say the same thing you say about me. It produces 30, 60, 100. So, and this is what I love. The king of God's if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day. So how much work are you doing? No all-night prayer meetings, guys. Sleep by night, rise by day. That's why I think it's fascinating where, where when we talk about the pineal gland, the pineal gland helps you go to sleep and wake up. Isn't it fascinating? That's where the secret of the kingdom of God is. And you should sprout and grow. The seed should sprout and grow. You yourself, you don't know how this thing works. This is why it's so beautiful to me. For the earth yields crops by itself. In the other parable, it says the earth is what? Man's heart. Our heart and mind is really the spiritual part of us. Does that make sense? And so I want to read a couple things for you. I read this in the Think and Grow Rich stuff last week, but I think it's really powerful. If you, I just want to share it with you guys as well if you didn't, weren't on that. And so... Um, Here's what's kind of interesting. Ralph Waldo Emerson, a man is what he thinks about all day long. William James, William James was really recognized as starting the Department of Psychology at Harvard. The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering, altering their attitudes of mind. Norman Vincent Peale, this is one of the greatest laws in the universe. If you think negative, you will get negative results. If you think positive, you will get positive results. This is a simple fact. This is the basis of an astonishing law of prosperity and success. Uh, Tony Robbins, you guys hear him. Whatever you hold in your mind on a consistent basis is exactly what you'll experience in your life. Some of you guys know Peter Daniels. He's, you don't have to, he's overly religious, but he is a billionaire. Um, in fact, his, his course, if you watch the first part, stop there. Because he's just totally yes and, and sowing seed into your heart. And then by the fourth one, he's like, you got to do this and these, this, this. You're right back to where you start. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not how it worked, even in your own life, I promise. Because here's what he said. Three hours of thinking or meditation is worth three months of effort. That sounds like 30, 60, 100-fold by what you plant in your heart, right? Isn't this a good thing for us to know? That we can labor to enter into the rest so we can actually live life and life more abundantly. Prosperity, health, wellness, joy, everything multiplies when you plant the right thing in your heart, right? Um, and then uh, Einstein, this famous quote is, As a, imagination is more important than knowledge. So I, I looked it up, and I was like, where did that come from? Because I've heard that my whole life, and, and I looked it up. And so this, it came out of a, a reporter was interviewing him when he was still living in Germany. Um, it's interviewed by George Sylvester Virek, V-I-E-R-E-C-K, if you want to go Google it. It's from a Saturday Evening Post. Remember those? It was before my time, but I remember all the... Norman Rockwell paintings and everything that were in Saturday Evening Post. So it's an article in there. This is really fascinating to me. So I want, remember, here's where I'm coming. Imagination, what you meditate on, is more important than what you know. How much knowledge you have, right? And he says this. This one I thought was funny. Reading, 
after a certain age, diverts the mind too much from its creative pursuits. Whoa. Any man who reads too much and uses their brain too little falls, falls into lazy habits of thinking just as a man who spends too much time in the theater is tempted to be content with living vicariously instead of living on his own. I see this all the time. People are desperately trying to read the next book, get into the next thing, because they think they're coming from a position of lack. That's, it's, like, it's the typical professor, right? They got all these books, but it's worthless. It's, it's good for jeopardy, right? To me, I'm like, and? What's it good for? Does that make sense? In fact, most of it's just good to teach the next generation of professors. It's, really, it's just like, what, what is this? It's really not. So, I want, so this is the guy who theater, relativity, etc. This isn't me. I'm just going, yes, this is exactly right. Um, I'm going to read a couple other things. So he says this, uh, I believe, quote Einstein, I believe in intuition and inspiration. Remember the, the pineal gland? It's the, the medical term is epiphysis cerebri, where you get epiphanies, you get revelation, you get light. It's Saul to Paul, right? Saul was the religious guy doing all these things, knew every scripture, knew everything, filled his head with knowledge of the law, right? And what happened to him? He went blind, right? And then what happened? He saw a great light, and the scales came off, and he could see what was always true about him. Get it? It's interesting. So he goes, I believe in this is. When two that their conclusions would tally with my hypothesis. I was not surprised when the eclipse of May 29, 1919 confirmed my intuition. I would have been surprised if I was wrong. The, the reporter says, then you trust more in your imagination than your knowledge? And this is where the famous quote comes. Quote, I'm enough of an artist to draw freely upon my imagination. Imagination is much more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. And then here's, uh, here's this is kind of cool. So then the reporter is just sharing his experience with Einstein. And he says, Einstein solves mathematical and technical problems which are submitted to him in the solitude of his attic on the top floor of his apartment house in Haberlandstrasse. I probably said it wrong. All you Germans, relax. Uh, I expected to see queer utensils and rare books in Einstein's secret treat. I should not have been surprised if his den had resembled the laboratory of a medieval magician. I was doomed to disappointment. There were only a couple books, a few pictures, Faraday, Maxwell, Newton. I saw neither circles nor triangles. Einstein's only instrument is his head. He needs no books. His brain is his library. Reading too much. Actually, Scripture says it. Knowledge puffs up. You think you know everything, right? And Einstein, the guy who, theory of relativity, goes, I don't want to know all that because you get lazy and don't use your brain anymore. You get epiphanies when you just spend time with him. Everything you're going to need is available to you at all times. Isn't that cool? Is that cool? I think it's cool. Maybe you don't think it's cool. I think it's cool. So how's this happening? Everything, Einstein kind of got it. He goes, I believe in inspiration and intuition. Is we should rise by night, sleep by night, rise by day. The seed should sprout and go. I don't know how he gets these things. He brought, he made this stuff up. He didn't make it up. He was just getting revelation of what was already been true about the world at all times, Right? Has, has the idea of electricity been around since the foundation of the earth? Yes, it really just took people to, to go, huh, I wonder if this works, right? They get intuition and inspiration in their hearts and their minds. And so here's what I want you to get. The earth yields crops by itself. 
The earth is your heart. You don't have to know how it works. It says, you don't know how it works. The secret of the kingdom of God is your heart. You got to plant right things in there because it'll produce good or bad after itself. But will it produce? Yes. First the blade, then the head, after the full grain, the head. But when the grape ripens, immediately puts in the sickle. But there will be a harvest. Whatever you plant in your heart, that is the mysterion or the secret of the kingdom of God. Isn't that easier to get whatever you want is to plant the right things in here than to go labor, labor, labor? This is why sometimes you see people working, 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 striving, 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 praying, 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 and it seems to get them nowhere. So what does the church do? Do it more. <laughs> do it more. Get, get after it, right? Increase. Do more. No, that's the wrong answer. The wrong answer is you're complete. That's where you start. Ah, everything I'm going to need, I can start planting my heart. has already been given to me. Does that make sense? And so anyway, I, I, Bear did this for me again. I did this the other night, but I don't know if you can see this. You really won't be able to see it on the camera, but between my hands there, I've got an apple seed. Now ponder this over the next week. I've been doing it for a month now. I'm going, huh. So when we plant that little apple seed, how does that little thing, I don't know how much it weighs. Nothing, really. Nothing yeah. You know, I don't know what it weighs. How does that little thing know how to produce a multi-ton tree with thousands of apples. Think about that. That little thing knows what to do to produce a whole tree with thousands and thousands of apples. Is that a mystery? That is a mystery. There's no scientist in the world that can tell you how it works. Give them an unlimited budget, the greatest scientists in the world, like the Einsteins of their day, and they go, I don't know how that works. That is the secret, the mysterion of the kingdom of God. Because if you, can, if you can understand this simple thing, that all I need to do is plant that thing in my heart, just like this is planted in the soil, and it by itself has the power to produce a whole tree. That is a mystery, isn't it? it that blows my mind all the time. I'm like, and they know what to do. This knows how to produce an apple tree. When we plant, a, uh, when we plant decalb corn around it, plants, it grows decalb corn. It doesn't grow pioneer corn, Right? Silly pioneer corn. Uh, it's decal, the flying corn cob. How many guys de- did you guys detassel corn growing up? Yeah, <laughs> so did I. Yeah, that is a bad job, isn't it? I don't care what they say. My my sisters are like, it's a great job. You get paid a lot. I go, that job sucks. I don't care what you say about it. You got to get up before it's light and hot corn slicing you all over, muggy. We had to drive two hours just to get there. I'm like, who thought of this? Uh, this is a stupid job. Yeah, but it builds character. It built something. I don't know. What. But it's fascinating to me that those corn seeds will ultimately produce a whole field of corn by itself. It just perpetuates. The seed has enough power in itself. And he goes, that's the secret of the kingdom of God. We know not how, is what it says. We don't know how. We don't know how this works. Because in the same way, all you need to do is trust the, trust the secret of the kingdom of God. Plant the right things in your heart and it will grow. Whatever you want, it'll grow. Does that, does that make sense? You guys getting this? If you can, this is, this is so, I love this because I'm like, yes, this is it. This is it. I don't have to know how. We know not how, is what it says. We sleep by night, rise by day. The seed sprouts and grows. He himself does not know how, but it does reduce a crop by itself. Your heart will produce a crop by itself. That is so exciting if you understand that. So, because he's going to place a desire in your heart. And then all you need to do is see that desire is already done, and it'll produce by itself. Anything you're ever going to need, any intuition, any inspiration will be given to you as you need it. Does that make sense? 
Isn't that fun? You just got to be kind of awake and, and go, you wake up and you get epiphanies. Like, ah, oh, man. And you guys have heard me talk about this, but when we were dating at the Air Force Academy, I'm like, when I, I wouldn't study all night because I'm like, I'm not getting it. I'm going to bed. And honestly, I would go to bed. And I was like, you know what? Because I was with, uh, what was his name, my engineering partner? Ken Ekman. Ken, if you're listening to this. Kenneth P. Ekman. Something like that, I don't remember. We had to know everybody's middle names too, right? Um, <laughs> Cadet first class, Kenneth Ekman. Uh, what that produced, I have no idea. Just, as I said, I'll never run around again because we had to run around in squares and go to breakfast that way. I'm like, that's just brain damage, but that's what we do, I guess. So uh, I have no idea to this day what that was supposed to produce, but we did. We ran around with our backpacks, right? Good evening, sir, wild weasels. Like, what? Mighty War Eagles. What was yours? Yours was Tiger 10 Huzzah. Yours was the worst almost. Tiger 10 Huzzah. Weird. What was your, what was your, uh, what was your, um, your nephew's? Do you remember what squadron he was in? No? He's the real deal though, isn't he? Is he flying F-15s right now? Yeah, Strike Eagles. Cool. That's cool. So he did the same thing. He ran around in squares and, right? You ever turn like this? Like, who teaches you that? But that's what we had to learn. So, Kenneth Ekman, Kenneth Ekman, Kenneth Ekman. Kenneth Ekman had a goal to beat his dad. He goes, I'm going to graduate top 10. And I'm like, I just want to go to bed, Ken. Like, I'm just trying to graduate. I have no aspiration to be top 10. Somehow I got top 15 in the aero class. So I'm with Ekman. And actually, the, the, uh, Jim Dutton graduated number one. He was the shuttle commander. I'm in class with these 15 guys. I'm just a Polish kid from Iowa. What am I doing here, right? But I lived this, honestly. This is what I'm trying to share with you, is I trusted this. I don't know how. I just, I, can't, I was like, you know what? They were, because they would stay up all night working on their project. So I was like the worst engineering partner because I'm like, I'm okay with a B, guys, because I actually want to go to bed. But I would go, I'm going to bed. And I would wake up and I'd go, huh, I got it. I would just go, you know what, Lord? Give me the answer while I'm sleeping because he gives to his beloved now, I believed that. That's why I think it worked for me. I was like, you know what, Lord? Uh, I've, I've, I've done what I can. I'm going to bed. We know not how. We go to sleep. We rise by night. But the harvest, it works when you plant it in your heart. You know what? Holy Spirit just, I didn't call it the Holy Spirit then. I said, you know what, Lord? Just, I'm exhausted. And I want to go to bed. And he gives to his beloved. Am I his beloved? Are you his beloved? He gives to his beloved even in his sleep. He just gives he gives. We don't, have to, we don't even have to know how itself your heart will produce after its kind. Does this make sense? Am I getting it? All right, next slide. All right, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Because Ohio State Northwestern's on. Got some things to do here. So, who thought of this silly church deal? Um, Luke 137, we've been covering this because I want you to get it. No promise from God is empty of its power. Doesn't that sound like a seed? No promise of God is empty as of power. That what you plant in your heart has enough power to produce in itself. You just need to meditate on it. For with God, there is no such thing as an impossibility. I'm just going to read these to you quickly. Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence because out of it, I think it's interesting the word they even use, springs, the issue of life, the boundaries of life, right? Psalm 37.4, this is where I really want to get. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. So if you have a dream, a desire, uh, uh, whether it's relational, whether it's physical, whether it's um, 
I don't really care what it is. It's all life is here. Where did that desire in your heart come from? He put it there. Does that make sense? He put it there. Because a lot of times I think you hear this is make sure you hear good clearly. He made it. Only religion and Bible studies could screw this up. He made it so easy. Here's how you're going to know that it's from me. You're going to desire it. Is that you, Lord? Yes. Was that my mind or your mind? Yes. It's the same. Whose mind am I going to use? You're the, you're the flesh. I've incarnate. Spirit is made flesh. I'm in you. The creator of the universe uses your heart and mind, your brain. Does that make sense? It's you. Follow me? So, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desire of your heart. Now what do we do with it? It sounds like I don't have to know how. I just have to keep it in my heart. Commit your way to him. It literally means roll it back over to him. Commit. Roll it back over to him. It's not like, Lord, I'm committed. That's, that's, that's your willpower again. It's, it literally, commit means roll it back over to him. Hey, he placed it there. Oh, that would be awesome, Lord. Commit, roll it back over to him. Trust in him. And who's going to bring it to pass? He will bring it to pass. He'll tell you what you need. He'll give you the inspiration you need. He'll, he'll put the right people in. He'll remove people. He'll add people. Whatever you need. You don't really have to worry about it. You just keep it in your heart. Does that make sense? Because the earth itself has the power to produce. In itself, it has the power in itself. So this is Mark eleven twenty three. 23. You keep hearing this, but I, I really want you to get this. So he's going to place a desire in your heart. That's what Psalm 37 says, right? And the parable is your heart is the earth, and whatever desire is in there is like the seed. The thoughts are your seeds. Thoughts become things because they have the power in themselves planted in your heart to produce. So Mark eleven twenty three. 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast in the sea, and shall not doubt where? In his heart. But shall believe those things he saith shall come to pass? Right? Then what? He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, he's going, if that's true, therefore, I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, he made this fool, bulletproof. Whatever things you desire, who placed the desire there? He did. So if he placed the desire there, he's not going to leave you hopeless, helpless, comfortless. He's going to give you the desire, and he's going to do it. We get to ride along. We get to participate. Does that make sense? So, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, and I'm, I'm going to make it so you can't miss it, I'm actually going to place my desire in you. Does that make sense? Whatever things you desire, when ye pray, prayer, prayer is not please God, please God, please God. We've gotten that down, haven't we? What is prayer? Meditation. It's Communing with God, thinking on the good things, right? Think on these things. So, because even when it says, hey, if you need to ask him for something, he says, go ahead and ask, ask. But ask really, if you go look at it, it's require is the best. If you require anything, I've answered before you even asked. So go ahead and ask. But then what does he want you to do? Just meditate on it. Roll it over to him. Just go, you know what, Lord? This would be great. So when you pray, believe that ye receive. And if you look at the, the tenses, aorist tense means Past tense as if it's already been done. So if you require anything, I don't care what it is in your life, guys. If it's, if, it's, uh, if it's restoration of joy, if it's restoration of relationships, if it's health, if it's supply, I don't really care what it is. The secret of the kingdom of God, whatever that promise of God is, has the power in itself planted in your heart and meditated on to produce. Isn't that easier than pray more, fast more, do this more? Let's storm the gates of heaven. Let's get together and pray and fast. I would rather get have a... Have, let's go 
fellowship and have a glass of wine and eat like gluttons. Don't you know God's against that? He keeps no record of it. You do. He enjoys it, I think. It's, right? You know, it's fascinating. As soon as you get off that, you won't be a glutton. That's really kind of weird. So, but even if you do, does he keep a record wrong? No. No. He's just going, don't eat so much because you're not going to feel good. But it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun, Lord. So, because it's life to me. It's, it's fun. So, hey, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe that you have received it. You meditate on it as if it's already done, been done. And if the seed has the power to produce in itself, what's going to happen? You'll have it. You guys getting this? Does this make sense? Is this too much overload on all this? Because this is the secret of the kingdom of God, if you get it. And faith comes effortlessly, guys. You don't have to build it, do all this stuff. If you, it can seem a million miles away. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. That's the key. We know not how. Just like if you can tell me how this seed turns into a whole tree with thousands and thousands of apples, then you can worry about how it's going to happen. If you can't do that, then don't worry about how it's going to happen. Just plant it in your heart, and the seed itself will produce after its kind. Does that make sense? We know not how. So, all right. You guys got that? Okay, let's go to the last slide. I think it's the last slide. All right. You've been given the secret. You've, to you, it's been given to know the secret of the kingdom of God, the mysterion. The secret teaching or doctrine, that's why I think it's comical that Christians go, don't read the secret or watch the secret, it's mystical. I'm like, yeah, it's Mysterion. It's a, it's a mystery, we, don't, we can't figure it out, right? But it's really good, isn't it? And why should they have all the fun? They seem to be just doing things and it's producing like crazy in their lives and then Christians are the ones beating their head and doing more, fasting more, like... What's that scripture where it says... Uh, uh, the wealth of the wicked's laid up for the just. Look at those wicked business people. Somehow he's going to throw it in my lap. No, he's not. <laughs> no, he's not. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint you. The secret of the kingdom of God is, is, is he saying, yeah, the wealth of the wicked's like, yes, yes, but are you the just? And it's now. The kingdom of God is at hand now, so stop waiting and start enjoying the kingdom now. That's the supernatural part of us. Does that, does that make sense? I see, I see people waiting, 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 you know, waiting for the prophets are saying, what are they saying? I don't listen to them. Because uh, many of them are like, why don't you prophesy on your own life, man? It's like, just stop already. Because it's all about the future and the spirits are going to converge and I'm so tired of the language. It's like, it's now, guys. The secret of the kingdom of God is now. We don't have to wait for the spirits to converge. The kingdom is at hand. It's in you. The, the creator of the universe is in you. And he's going, please just plant some seeds. Stop waiting for the, everything to converge. And I love what Francois de Troyes says. He goes, religion, religion thrives on distance, separation, and delay. Not yet. Right? Not yet. It's got to wait because Trump's the Antichrist. and Whatever. I don't know what people are saying. It's just goofy to me. We got to get our things together. And, just, and they're doing all these religious things. It's rather just entering into the rest and start to enjoy life and live life and love your neighbor as yourself. Because they're going, you know what? Jesus even tells them, hey, go, you say the harvest is four months from now. What does Jesus say? Lift up your eyes. The harvest is right now. Those are all types and shadows of something real. The harvest is now. You can, you can produce all these seeds in your heart and it'll produce. Does that make sense? All right. So you've been given to know the secret of the kingdom of God. Whatever you plant in your heart, guys, you got to get this. has the power supernaturally to produce after its kind. You don't have to know how it works. You just have to be excited about the whole process. Follow me? All right, you can get to your feet.
Here's the secret. You guys are getting it now. I hope you're getting it. Man, a lot of you guys online are getting it. It's exciting to me. So, and you can combine all this. You can combine the love code, the healing code, you know, all this teaching. But it's really this. Is if, you could, if you could envision anything, what do you really want? You don't have to answer me, but just be, have the courage to be honest with yourself. What do you want your life to look like? Relationally, uh, spiritually, physically, finances, business. I don't really care what it is. Design your life. What do you really want? He's, you know there's something there that you really want to do or live your life a certain way. And then the real question is, if you had it, how would it make you feel? If what you really wanted happened right now, how would it make you feel? And just be honest with yourself. It's okay. Because all you need to do is Mark 11, 23, 24. If you meditate on these things and see yourself as if you already have it, where you get to the feelings you already have it, the seed itself, when you meditate on it and plant it in your heart, will ultimately spring forth in the power of itself and it'll produce after its kind. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to labor. You don't have to do all this stuff. The dream will come true because the seed has the power in itself in your heart to produce. Does that make sense? So you're after, see it as if it's already done, not begging this distant God. The kingdom's within. <sighs> and it's really whatever negative emotion you're feeling, because we all have them, don't we? Different parts of our life that aren't working or whatever. The things that just seem to come effortlessly and naturally, I promise you, your heart already believes that's true about you. That's just what you believe. And the, the, the area where you're spending the most time trying to change, trying to be better, trying to acquire more knowledge, read more books, whatever. Be careful. What Einstein said, reading after a certain age diverts the mind, your mind gets lazy. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Meditation is more important than knowledge because that's where the secret is. That make sense? The Old Testament scribes knew the Bible by heart and they completely missed Jesus. <laughs> so it's not knowledge. I promise you it's not knowledge. Uh, people don't pay for knowledge. They pay for wisdom, which is applied. I know what to do. Does that make sense? So... In fact, university is the only place that people pay you for knowledge. It's weird to me. Um, nowhere else they go, yeah, but can you do something? Right? So I always said I would never hire an engineer. I'd hire the tech because the tech knows what to do. Right, Michael? The engineer doesn't know what to do. So, and I am one, so I can say that. You're an engineer? Oh, no, I'm not hiring you. <laughs> you just came out of school. You had a pointy-haired boss. You had a pointy-haired professor. So anyway, uh, how does Einstein get the theory of relativity, he goes, I don't know if it's right, I just have an intuition that it's right. He meditates on it, and in the secret place of the Most High, between the cherubs, between the shadow of the wings, God gives him the inspiration. He'll give you everything you need. Just meditate as if it's already done, and he'll bring it to pass. Is that cool? I'm telling you, it works. It works faster than you think. So if you fall off the wagon a little bit, you stop. I've fallen off the wagon a zillion times. You start thinking about something, and you go, yes, yes, yes. Just be, have the courage to get back on and start planting the right thing in your heart again. It will work, guys. It will produce. Does that help you guys? All right, so let's finish this thing. Father, we love you. We praise you. We just thank you that you didn't withhold anything from us. You withhold no good thing. You've given us the secret of the kingdom of God. That you really made it easy to inherit. You made it easy for your kids to live a complete life, live a blessed life in every area of our lives. You've given us the mysterion. You've given us the secret, and it's not hard. We just thank you that you're one with us, the creator of the universe, all your creative power, all your healing power, everything you are 
every idea we'll ever need, every intuition we'll ever need is within. It's inside us and one with us. We're in union with you, not separated. So, Father, we just thank you that let these people rest. Just bring forth their healing, bring forth their success, their prosperity, their relationships, their love, their value. And don't think anything on sin consciousness that I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I didn't do it right. That's all gone. We should have no more knowledge of even being less than who you are because we're one with you. Father, we just thank you for the supernatural results that are going to happen in people's lives because you didn't give us the secret for just to not do anything with it. You gave it to us so we can really inherit and live life and live life in more abundantly. We just say thank you for that. In Jesus' magnificent name. Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) 